Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. You're listening to Love Your Work Life, episode 142. I got roasted a little bit on LinkedIn the other day because I put a poll out there about your next career move. I didn't include a category. First of all, the categories are limited. You can only have four choices. But after a few people pointed out my mistake... I would have done it differently. But the poll was about what is your next career move? Maybe because of my own stories, maybe because of the way I've approached my career, all of the options I put in there were like a move up, you know, individual contributor to manager, next manager role, middle manager to executive. So it was that kind of movement that I had captured in the poll. And a number of people said, hey, wait a minute, what about if I just want to be an individual contributor to individual contributor? What if I just want a new role where I don't have leadership responsibility, but I want to do more of what I love? I want to do more of what's interesting to me, or I want to shift from this interesting thing to that interesting thing. And it occurred to me that all of this can be thought of as career advancement. All of it can be thought of as moving ahead because the nature of the universe, quantum physics, teaches us that the universe is always moving, always expanding. And therefore, we are too, as participants in quantum physics, as human beings who at our core are energy that is always seeking to expand. So I don't want everybody to think that you have to go into leadership for your career to grow. You don't. And I want to talk a little bit about how you manage that, how you move ahead or advance your career without flaming out. Because The reason a lot of people don't or they're afraid to accept a new role is because they're nervous about having to do more, burning out, losing that sense of work-life balance. And what I'm here to tell you, my friends, is moving ahead or advancing doesn't mean that you have to now have a life of 50, 60, 70 hour weeks where you're burnt out, flaming out and not enjoying life because work is taking up so much of your time and energy. Most of us can look back at our career already and see that it is not linear at all. There's ups, there's downs, there are curvy roads with detours. Sometimes those detours were really cool and special and surprising and rewarding and beautiful. And sometimes those detours were very boring. Sometimes those detours can be 
treacherous. Like you're thinking, oh my gosh, why did I make that turn? I've been in all of those situations. I bet you have too. So what I want to teach you how to do today is to get back on track if you're down a road, down a path that just doesn't feel good anymore, isn't rewarding, isn't giving you what you want out of your career, and also how to um, decide what you want to do, how to do more of what you want to do without over committing, without losing all your boundaries, without blowing out the guardrails on that career path so that just anything and everything is is part of your journey. We don't want it to be that way. But the key to all of it is first and foremost, figuring out what you want your career to look like. It's not something that you can put on autopilot. Trust me, I've worked with far too many people who left their career on autopilot and they are now 15 years down that road, hating it, wishing they would have taken that attractive turn that they passed a few miles back, a few years back. We don't want you to be there, but that's why you've got to first figure out what it looks like to you to love your work life. What do you want your career to be? And to think about it as achievable. You've got to think of it that way. You've got to think of it as achievable. I was reminded the other day of that quote. I think it was Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So you've got to think of what you want as achievable. But you've got to also get practical. Because when you know what you want, you are less likely to take detours that are going to take you off track. And even if you did, knowing what you want is going to help you get back on track. Because we all, we all have those detours. Shiny objects, charismatic people who suck us into their world and later we wish we weren't there. You want to move up or you want to move out, you want to advance, you want to stay the course and do more of what you love, it's possible to do it in a way that feels like higher levels of contribution without higher levels of time exchanged for money. Here's the super practical way for you to figure that out. What I want you to do is I want you to think about what you do on a daily basis. And I want you to create three columns, three columns in an Excel spreadsheet, three columns in a notebook, whatever it is, it's three columns. The first column is the hates the things that you do that you hate to do. Like if you could just say no to it, you would, you don't even have to question it. You would absolutely say no. What I know about those no's, 99% of the time, the reason those things are no's 
is because they are not in line, they are not in tune with who you are, what makes you tick at a behavioral level. This is something you must know about. And you have to pay a lot of attention to yourself and the activities, and not just the activity, but are those activities forcing you to change your behavior in ways that don't feel comfortable? Because if that's happening, then it's causing stress and energy drain and you're flaming out. The way I do this in my practice, uh, my one-on-one coaching with clients is I have everybody participate in an amazing workplace behavioral strength survey. It's all strengths. And what it's identifying is your natural behaviors. It's not personality. It's not skills. And there's nothing in it that, that that's about weaknesses or things that you need to fix. That if you would just learn how to do it like this, you would like it more. No, my friends, it doesn't work that way. When you know the things that you hate to do, and you have a sense that the reason you hate them is because they are out of alignment with just your natural behavior way, moving through the world, the way your brain works, it is extremely freeing. So I encourage you to write down your hates. And listen, your brain is going to want to go to all the things you don't like anyway. That's just the way we're wired. So first column, All the things that you hate to do, the things that if you were given the opportunity that you would give up without question. The far right column, so not the middle, but the right, are the loves, the things that you love to do. When you love to do something, it's most likely in tune with your natural behavioral strengths. The skills, the experience, the activities that you love, one of the reasons they feel so good is because of that alignment with who you are. It was probably why you were attracted to that course of action, that program, that project in any way. So all of the loves go in the far right column. So you've got three columns. Left is hate. Far right is loves. And the middle column is what I call the deals. I'll deal with it. There are some things that that's what we have to do, right? We just have to deal with it. It's part of the package. It makes it a lot easier to deal with it if you are doing more of what you love than doing what you hate. Because even the things that you have to deal with feel like drudgery when the vast majority of your time and energy is spent doing things that, that you hate to do. So be realistic with yourself. The deals, if you have a question about it, ask yourself this. Would I be more willing to deal with this if I was doing more of what I love? If not, then maybe you need to move it to the hate column. It might be something that you are tolerating, but if you were real with yourself, you would prefer not to do it. So line these things up, hate it, deal with it, love it. 
then focus on the things that you love. Spend some time in that column. Why do you love it? And listen, you know it's aligned and you know you love it when you lose track of time, when you feel like you're in a flow state while you're doing it, when you want to advance your career, when you want to move up or move out in terms of your responsibility and contribution, the way you do it without flaming out and without over committing yourself or losing track of your boundaries is to focus on the loves. This is the way I got every single one of, or at least a component of, the way I got every single one of the 12 promotions that I received over my 30-year career is because when I saw something that looked interesting, when I saw something I could volunteer for, it was aligned to my loves, things I love to do in my job, and the things that were adjacent to the things I loved to do. So when I went from branding to marketing, it was a natural move because I love branding. I love copy. I love visuals. Also in my love column was numbers, was analysis, Excel spreadsheets, looking for patterns and looking for stories in what data and information was telling me. So marketing was something that was naturally interesting to me and I could raise my hand for those kind of jobs and I could volunteer for activities that were more marketing in nature and it didn't drain me. I didn't flame out because it had some adjacencies to my love column, to the things that already felt energizing. When you're doing the things that you love, it feels energizing. It doesn't feel draining. And because it feels energizing, you have greater capacity to take on additional things. And I'm not saying you're going to take on an additional 20 hours. You really don't have to do that either. Because as you're sorting and sifting and figuring out your preferences with these love it, hate it, deal with it columns, then you're also aligning yourself more consistently with the things that make more sense for you, that don't actually require more hours for you to do. One of the reasons why it takes more hours to do the things that we hate is because we allow ourselves to be distracted, we procrastinate, we just it just takes longer because it's not comfortable. When you work on removing those things and focusing on the things you love, they just naturally fit into those spaces. You actually have more space in your brain to accommodate those things, which means you also have more space in your brain for managing your time and priorities and all of the other things. What would you do if you could? So let me close with this. If you could wave a magic wand 
and eliminate all of the things that you do not want to do in your job and make them only the things that you love to do, what would that list look like? What would your role look like in the company? I once went to my boss with an idea for a role for me that did not exist in the company. And it was all based on the things I loved to do. And the things that I loved to do that I knew would have impact in the organization. And I got it. And quite frankly, had I not been in tune with the things that I loved and I knew where I was good at and been bold enough to ask for that job, I never would have been invited to start a company with that boss. Because when our parent company shut our business down, we went into business together. And that just led to one thing after another after another. My friends, you have so much power in your career that you're not giving yourself credit for. If you started thinking about your career as something that you could control, would you be doing more of the same in a different, slightly different capacity or in a leadership role? Would you be finally taking serious that little side project that you have going, that hobby that has your interest, but it doesn't have you in a job? Maybe it's time to take a serious look at jobs that align with that hobby. Maybe there's something you love so much that you want to be in a leadership role where you are helping other people gain new experience in that area, that you want to take that group of people and together leverage those skills to create amazing things as a team. Jobs don't have to be something that we just endure until retirement. Jobs can be things we love. Jobs can be things that we're doing mostly what we want to do. And the stuff that we have to deal with is okay because the majority of our time is spent on the stuff we love. Moving ahead without flaming out is about being honest with yourself about the things that you don't want to do anymore, the things you want to say no to, and allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to identify and pursue the things that you love. And you will find that when you do that, you have more capacity than you ever imagined. You'll have the work-life balance you want. You'll have the work-life integration that you want. And you'll have a career that you have created on purpose instead of falling into by default. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again soon.
If you like listening to this podcast, I invite you to visit my website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you're going to find out everything you need to know about working with me on your career move, developing your leadership skills, as well as my courses, Job Search Field Guide and the Art of Stellar Interviews. I look forward to meeting you soon. Take care.